0: Oh, Mr. Sheffield! Miss Fine!
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s, starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale, here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right, and we are into season five (gasps) of both our podcast and the show, Today we are talking about season five, episode one, The Morning After, written by Karen Lucas and directed by Dorothy Lyman that starts with the very rare for the nanny previously on. Toria, what is this episode about?
0: Well, first, before we even get into that, I just want to say when I created a new file for season five i like got a thrill i was like oh my i can't believe it like there's always a thrill at the beginning of a new season like when i organize stuff so just yeah. putting it out there that i i was like oh, a new season Um, uh, but this me episode takes me. place it literally like right after where we left fran and mr sheffields yeah. and everybody last season it's you know yeah. they're not doing well, a like, like it's not like
1: to Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, the summer has, has passed. Right. It's like Niles is very recently home from the hospital after his heart attack and Fran and Mr. Sheffield, you know, they got together, but it's literally like, we start with Mr. Sheffield in Niles's bedroom, recounting what happened in that hospital bedroom and it's like juxtaposed with Fran in the living room with Val, and she's recounting what happened. So it's it like it was
1: very, it was very summer loving from Greece.
0: Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, it was very Olivia Newton John and John Travolta. But like, so so we can assume that you know the hospital makeout, and like you know, we really need to seize the day. Moment happened so recently that like Fran hasn't even decompressed and told it to Val yet until this moment. Um, But basically, the like per usual, Mister Sheffield. I wrote he's pulling his same shit. He's pacing around Niles's room and he's like, "I'm afraid that I left an impression with Miss Fine that you know things are maybe moving faster than they really are. What should I do?" And Niles is on an exercise bike because he's now, you know, recovering from his heart attack and trying to get healthy. And he goes, well, you could tell her that you love her and then marry her. And Mr. Sheffield kind of looks at him blankly. And then he goes, or you could come up with some stupid ploy to distract her and maybe slow things down. Like, I don't know, have her redecorate a room. <laughs> and Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, yes, that one. That's the one I'll do. <laughs> and then He like I, uh- runs out of the room.
1: I don't usually, you know. I, I sometimes Elizabeth will watch these with me. Sometimes she won't. But we, she, we, we watched them together last night. And when they did the previously on, they were like, you know, they show like, oh, this happened and this happened, and then they just cut to Mister Sheffield going, "Niles had a hot attack," and Elizabeth gasped. She went, oh!
0: <laughs> "I know, I gasped when we actually watched it."
1: <laughs> and I had to go. No, it's okay. It's okay. He's okay. He's okay. he's he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so like it is very shocking um, to to like it's a shocking event for a sitcom to be like this person had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was really cute, and then it was very cute to me. The summer loving, like you know, like at one point, Mr. Sheffield's like, um, I ravaged her, Niles, and then it cuts to Fran, and she goes, um, He was gentle, like a little lamb, yes. <laughs> which is so insulting. <laughs> I just like the idea that Mr. Sheffield on ravage mode is gentle as a lamb. Yes,
0: and then like he also I think makes no. He was like I was I was absolutely like l- lightheaded, and then she's like basically he sat on a syringe of um some sort of demerol sedi- <laughs> sedative, and so it explains why he was also feeling so dizzy. Um,
1: it's so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The,
1: the other thing uh, that we. Uh, that so, like Niles gives him this plan, and then he Maxwell's like, Oh, I'm gonna go trick Fran into redecorating the kitchen. But then we get this little button on that scene that gave me so much anxiety because we see Niles on his exercise bike, and as soon as Mr. Sheffield leaves the room, Niles like reaches down his shirt and pulls out chocolate candy and starts <laughs> uh-huh. snacking on it. And it <gasps> instantly made me so anxious. I'm like, no, Niles, that's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> Meanwhile,
0: I was like, I'm pretty sure that's an uh an Easter brand Reese's. It was it like was, I I, it was, I the, yeah, it was the, the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that's what I clocked and I go, "Oh, those are the best <laughs> kinds because the chocolate layer is a little thinner and I think that the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is better in their Easter than in the regular." I agree,
1: and I also think they Put a slightly different peanut butter mix in there Because the texture is always a little bit different But delicious
0: Yeah, um, I found some in a very hidden away cabinet recently And found out Kyle had (laughs) hidden them from
1: me Should our next podcast just be a podcast Where we taste every candy and talk about it?
0: Hey, hey! I know one. Let's do one where it's just a coffee and cake pairing podcast where we just <laughs> – no, we, we got to do it. It's for the pod. <laughs> All
1: right. Sorry. Yeah, I distracted us. But, I so, ask, but so, so yeah, so Maxwell is on this mission to now trick Fran. It's almost – it's very funny how the show almost calls itself out of like, well, you could just be a normal person and go ask her to marry you or you could come up with a cockamamie convoluted plan to stall things and he's like, that one – which, yes, yes. <laughs> Which is <laughs> very then, meta.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And then he, he, so he goes downstairs and he sees Fran in the kitchen. He's, he's sort of like trying to be manipulative, but it's terrible. Cause he's like, Miss Fine, I just want you to know that like, I value our relationship and I'm so glad we're taking it to the next level. And he's like, meanwhile, so Niles had this, you know, ridiculous suggestion that I should just like distract you with some meaningless projects so that, you know. Our relationship wouldn't move as fast, but I don't want that. And he's like, He
1: he really <laughs> tricked me here. He got me. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so you think he might be doing the right thing, but then he literally looks around the kitchen and he goes, This place is looking pretty musty, don't you think? And then she's like, Uh, I mean, I I guess. And he's like, I feel like we should maybe redecorate. Maybe if <laughs> you know you had some time, and she goes, me and he goes yes thank you so much for volunteering oh i can't wait to see what you've done with the place i don't care how long it takes weeks months maybe like a year and a half and then he literally like bolts out of the room <laughs> so mr sheffield's big plan it's it's not to like take anything back like he did in paris it's just like no. ooh i will have her really immersed in this you know all involved process so that she doesn't really have time to sort of put the heat on me in terms of how fast we move um yeah. so they are we together
1: really, we don't really get a why was my only big like overall note for this episode is it's like i guess but like why like because they act very much like boyfriend girlfriend this episode we I, that was the other like big elizabeth takeaway from this episode she's like wow they're kissing a lot now and i was like yeah man they sure are <laughs> yeah it, they they really yeah no uh, Especially after where we
0: left them last season where he was basically like, you don't understand like the reason that I'm moving so slow is because like you're not a one night stand and like I'm a gentleman and I want to do this right. You would think that that meant when they finally got together, it would be like, we're getting married like as soon as possible. Let's like make this official. But instead we go to this holding pattern. But it's because as we've said, the writers needed to figure out how to create tension in order like some sort of tension between the characters and it, it feels manufactured. Like we, we have no idea why he's, he's slowing things down at this point. But so this, you know, sets up the episode that Fran is tasked with redecorating the kitchen. Um, yes. And so then the next scene we have, you know, she's back in the kitchen and she's like, kind of like looking through decorating catalogs and Sylvia arrives with a uh, celebratory coffee cake, uh, you know, to sort <laughs> of like congratulate Fran for having a boyfriend. And, <laughs> yeah, Fran says something kind of sassy and then Sylvia goes, Oh, look at Miss Cocky Comedian now that she has a boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> calling calling somebody, ooh, Miss Cocky Comedian. <laughs> it, so so, it was so and I like I can't even do it justice. It was so funny the way Sylvia said it. it was. Um but but then Fran's like, you know, I don't even have a boyfriend, Mom. Mr. Sheffield's pulling back just like it- always.
1: It was done with the same tone as when Sylvia calls her a big shot. It's that same yes! thing of like old Jewish women going, Oh, Mr. Big Shot over here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, there's a, funny, there's a funny line in here, too, or because Sylvia's friend's like, I don't know, though, mom, like, you know, he, he, like, I don't think he wants to take this super seriously. He told me he wants to redecorate a room. And Sylvia's like, oh, he wants you to redecorate something. Like, that's a good sign. What room? And Fran goes, the one with the refrigerator. And Sylvia goes, "Oh, the bedroom. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, yes. She's like, oh, the bedroom. That's lovely. And Fran's like, yep, yep. what? No. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, because basically, you know, Fran complains that, oh, Mr. Sheffield's pulling his same nonsense. And, and she, you know, she's totally wise to what he's up to. She's like, he's basically like trying to distract me with this decorating process. Project. But then Sylvia's like, no, 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 that's actually a very good sign. And it's like right. leveling up in a relationship because right. he wants your taste in his home. So you actually, yeah. congratulations, sweetie. And I just wrote, man, this is like all the dumb stuff people, like if you've ever had conversations with friends when they're trying to like figure out why someone they're dating is doing something and it's just like, no, they're just not that into you. <laughs> Like that's not the case here because we do know Mr. Sheffield loves her and is just like deeply um, emotionally handicapped. But in general, this would be the kind of thing where someone would be like, oh my God. Yeah, no, he like doesn't really answer my text. And like, you know, he sometimes like weirdly disappears for two days, but he like wants me to decorate his living room. Like I think that he really cares about me.
1: Yes, this is absolutely that situation. And, and it's, and Sylvia is the friend stabbing in the dark at like, oh, that's a good thing. And then you got another friend being like, oh, that's a bad thing. And you're like, I don't know if any, I don't know if you guys know anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like trying to, well, trying to like unpack somebody else's motives when it's just so clear, like they're not into you enough. (laughs) so so you know Sylvia uh, sort of puts that idea in Fran's head and so then Fran's kind of like oh wow like so I guess I want to I want to do a really good job on this if like this yeah. is kind of more like a a relationship thing uh, it's a like relationship a test she to see it as like a test
1: now yes, like, like- oh, if I don't nail this he's gonna think like my style sucks and I don't care and so she Sylvia really gets into Fran's head here it's so funny mm-hmm. how Fran came into this scene very like I know what he's doing and like I'm not gonna let this trick me and then. Leaves the scene being like s- hyper focused and obsessed.
0: Yes, and then also we can't we can't forget that Sylvia uh, Sylvia steals a spice rack with all the spices on her way out because she goes, "This isn't going to work with your new motif anyway." <laughs> um, as,
1: then the that becomes next, a very funny running gag too. Every time we see Sylvia, she's stealing shit from the kitchen, yes, I
0: and her. claiming it's because it's not going to go with the new motif. Yes. But so the the next scene, is like a dinner scene and we're in the dining room. And for once we actually see Niall sitting down eating yes. and, and Maggie's actually serving everyone chicken. And um, we're seeing also the kids for the first time in the season premiere, which is always noteworthy in that like they just grow by leaps and bounds. Like, yes, like especially yes. in like a later the next episode, like Brighton is. He's so he looks, much older. He looks
1: forty-seven. <laughs> he's you know, like, just, hey, everybody, like, it's me, Brighton. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's just he's just gone from like little baby kid to teen to like young man now. It's like mm-hmm. very weird, and and Gracie's also you know much taller. So I don't know. That always is like a little bit of um, like a oh whoa at, at a season premiere of any show with kids for me, or uh, just because you got to like readjust.
1: Mm-hmm. We also um, get one of the most spoiled brat lines that has ever been uttered on this show which is niles is being niles is being very vague about when he can start working again and to the point where mr sheffield's like what, what what's going on here like uh, you know and niles is like oh it's, it could be a week it could be two I, who knows and maggie just goes man one of the reasons i didn't move into a dorm is because we have a butler yes yeah elizabeth and i both went ew yeah Gross. also
0: i would say like well that while i guess that works to keep her in the show more that's like one of the worst things a kid can do i feel like is like live Agreed. at home and miss out on dorm life like that's like the oh. whole thing that actually is like the education i think of like those four years sometimes is like Agreed. Maturing socially.
1: Agreed. Um, most from, I mean, like, I think it's twofold. Like, I do think there's, like, value in education in, like, for com- sure, yeah. college education. But I do think a lot, like, I would say maybe even the majority of kids need that experience of not living at home during college. Because otherwise you get thrust into the real world post-college and you literally have no skills, like, like no, like keep yourself alive skills you
0: yeah know? and like just like all the magic that happens when you like make friends on your hallway and like stay up late talking to them and like then you yeah. get invited to the parties and this and that it, it's like a um you would completely miss out on that if you didn't live in a, the dorms uh um, yes. but um oh but anyway so yeah we established that uh Maggie has been picking up some chores and so is everybody else. And Niles is like claiming it could be a full year until he can work again. (laughs) And then there was this very funny thing that happened where then Fran enters and she's carrying like all these heavy sort of like fabric swatches that are on like those rolls. And and Mr. Sheffield literally goes, oh, Miss Fine, you shouldn't be carrying that. But then instead of standing up and offering to do it for her he goes niles but then niles is like out of commission so then niles goes margaret and then margaret goes brighton and then he goes gracie and then gracie just goes fran and then by that point fran is already on the other side of the room heading into the kitchen Mm. with like all this weight on her back and she goes it's fine it's fine sit sit and it was a very like um mom like undervalued mom moment like i bet you like every mom in america is like yeah that's relatable
1: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Everyone just wants to pass the buck. And by the time you get it on pass in the buck, mom's just already done it. And is like, uh-huh. thanks for nothing, jerks.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, but so then Frank carries all these fabrics, sw- like samples into the kitchen where Sylvia is, is, she's and she's measuring. <laughs> yeah. She's come back and she is measuring different items of furniture, clearly being like, I'm going to take all this when they redecorate.
1: She and- also, I think it was in the previous scene. Or maybe it's this scene, but she does have a beat where she literally asks someone if they can move the fridge to her house. Like she's like, yes, like she's making the assumption that Fran is going to get a whole new refrigerator, which you don't even really need because their fridge is really nice. Like they're original, it's not like outdated, it looks like, you know, super modern and fancy. Uh, So it's so funny to me that, and also Sylvia's kitchen, we have seen, and it is so, so small. So it's hilarious. She wants this like double wide fridge. She's a true vulture.
0: (laughs) Oh, I guess we should say like, I don't think that, I I think Fran is taking this job seriously, but I don't think she takes it quite as seriously as we were sort of insinuating until this scene, because so Fran enters the kitchen, (laughs) Sylvia's in there measuring stuff for herself, and Sylvia's like, oh, Fran. She goes, Why are you schlepping all this stuff around? She goes, I raised you to be a pointer, not a schlepper, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. And she goes, You should call your cousin Sheila. You know, she's a fancy schmancy decorator in Queens, or I think she actually said Forest Hills, which is in Queens. Um, and then, or is it Brooklyn? I for oh, man, I forgot. Um, but oh so God. she's Ooh, like, We
1: get it. You're from New York, you know all the places.
0: <laughs> oh, should I? I can, it's the subway, not the metro. Like, but,
1: um, it's actually the uh,
0: red line. And uh... <laughs> I need my coffee. Uh, but so then then there's this really dark joke, though, because it, at first, oh my Fran's God, like the darkest joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fran's like, oh, I don't want to call Sheila mom. And Fran's like, you really should. You know, you need you need to. This is going to prove to Mr. Sheffield that you'd make a good wife. And I thought, ooh, that's so regressive. <laughs> yeah. And then Fran's like, oh, wow, like you know, you, you, you. So she says something where she's like, you're right, you're right. I need to basically be like Martha Stewart. And then Sylvia goes, really? You're using her as your example? She's divorced. And then Fran's like, well, okay, okay, but I guess you are right because think about it, like. Mr. Mr. Sheffield's wife decorated this entire house, right? So that must say something. And then Sylvia's like, Yeah. And look where she is now. <laughs> like, like basically was I was like, was she implying that Mr. Sheffield killed her because he was unsatisfied with her wifing? No, see,
1: I I took that to mean that Sylvia interpreted that as God killed her because she didn't do a good enough job decorating. <laughs> that's what that's yeah, like, just- and where is she to that? Because she goes. Oh, you want to be like Martha Stewart? Well, where is she today? Divorced. And then she goes, Oh, Mr. Sheffield's wife. And she goes, and where is she today? And it just <laughs> hangs there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh boy, Jesus yep, Christ. Yep. And <laughs> this is all just a, this is all just to get to, okay, I have to call Sheila. Like, because mm-hmm. she, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this myself. And we know, she, you know, Sheila's a family. So let me call Sheila. Which leads us yes. to the next scene where Fran has a fantastic outfit on. When Sheila comes over, by the way, which I was love the outfit? She I forget. It was like this dark kind of like tight like suit thing. It, I don't know. I don't know how to describe mm. clothes, but it was cool looking. She looked really oh, cool. cool.
0: Yeah. Well. Oh. Okay. Um. So basically, um. Yeah. The next scene is Fran and Sylvia are in the living room, and the doorbell rings, and they go answer it, and it is cousin Sheila, played by Roseanne Barr, who at this His- time. Was just had just wrapped up her long-running sitcom Roseanne. This was, pre, this is pre the Connors. This was pre
1: like recent is this controversy. Post, this is post Roseanne.
0: So I looked this up. Roseanne aired from nineteen eighty-eight to like May of nineteen ninety-seven, and hmm. this this episode aired like right around that in 97, which makes me think she would have been freed from her like ABC contract. It would have been like relatively easy oh, for her to probably pop over to a CBS sense. show. And
1: mm-hmm. the
0: thing about this is like, um, Sean and I were talking about this a little earlier, like regardless of, you know, the recent, you know, sort of Fox news related Trump shenanigans.
1: Crazy uh, Nazi which you, Roseanne.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which you can like totally, you can Google, you know, it's exhausting, but yeah. back then, before she went kind of nuts, she I th- was very much like I would say a feminist pioneer on TV, and also a pioneer for like including LGBTQ characters. Has just like regulars on her show. Like I think like several characters in Roseanne came out as gay, and they were like you know integral people in like the cast. Yeah. Like, and, and they came out. On-
1: was- <clears throat> and Roseanne was a good show. Like at, oh, at its yeah. time, like it was a it was a good show. So this would have been a huge get for the nanny. But all of that said, Roseanne is only good at playing Roseanne. Yes. And like like she like she's not good at playing Jewish, first of all, which she's trying really hard to uh-huh. do, but it it just doesn't it just does it never lands in this. And honestly, she comes off as like it's it's so funny, trashy just seeps out of Roseanne like just like trashy. And like this character is, I don't think supposed to be that way. Like she's supposed to be tacky. She's supposed to be, what I think this character was supposed to be is like the tacky Jewish cousin who supposedly has this great style, but is actually like gaudy and like has no style. But instead this character comes off as like just kind of trashy.
0: Yes. She was very miscast for this. Like there are, I'm trying to like, you know, there's for there's many actresses at the time that could have played, like, yes, the over-the-top, gaudy, like you said, tacky girl, person. Like, almost like, you know, obviously she's too much like, you know, Fran, but, like, Janice from Friends could have yeah, showed up.
1: Or even, and we've already had her on the show, but, like, Lainey Kazan is, like, a great, mm. like, she could have, I mean, I know she's already played a relative, but, like, that... Is more what I think they were describing and describing the character before she shows up is like that kind of like she's very much like Sylvia, but she's just like too much everything. And instead, yes. you get this lady who comes over who's just like she's kind of like Crass and Trashy, which is very much what, <laughs> what was known for at the time. But it it doesn't play when you try to like overlay oh and she's just like this jewish woman from queens you know
0: yes and that's the thing is she's she's dressed the way sylvia's dressed but like there's one scene near the end where like we see some more of her like upper body and she has like a huge tattoo and it's like yeah no one in fran's family would have that right like they're they're a different kind of low class yes um but so but so you know, she, she does have some very funny lines though that they, that she does deliver and they are funny, but again, they're, she's a little miscast. But so she comes in and, you know, again, she's kind of loud, she's gaudy, but, and, and we have this great scene where Fran takes Sheila into the kitchen to show her around mm-hmm. and Sheila begins to show her her like design scheme for the kitchen because she's like heard that like the true intent behind this design You know, redecoration is to, like, woo Mr. Sheffield. So her theme is, like, quote, aphrodisiac. So she unrolls this wallpaper. It's, like, cotton candy pink with oysters all over it. Because oysters are
1: aphrodisiacs. And then she's also, like, pointing at things. And she's, like... (laughs) She also straight up says it's Red Lobster wallpaper. <laughs> she calls yes, it out. Yes. She goes, "This is this is very special wallpaper, and you recognize it." And Friends like what? And she's like, "It's from Red Lobster."
0: Yes, yes. And then she is like, "I want to put like That's antlers. Insane. I want to put antlers everywhere because you know horns, horny." And then she's like, "And lovebirds." And she has all these terrible ideas. But while she she is excitedly talking about this, every few sentences, she starts to actually break down and cry because we also established that she recently broke up with her uh, boyfriend, Mitch. And it was actually one of the funniest lines of the episode to me where when they first come into the kitchen, Fran's like, oh, and Sheila, I heard about you and Mitch. I'm so sorry. Like, why did he leave you? And, And Roseanne goes... Why do you assume he left me? And then she's like, "Oh, okay, sorry. Like, why did why did you leave him?" And she goes, "Cause I'm not gonna stay with someone who dumped me."
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> I
0: literally laughed out loud. It was such a good line, and it actually was delivered in that in a it really was. great way. But it so, uh, but so she's like crying intermittently, and then she's like, "And you know, Fran, the worst thing is, you know, we were friends for four years." And then we finally got together, and we got to second base. And we had established earlier in the show that Fran and Mr. Sheffield had got to second base in the hospital. She's like, we got to second base. And then suddenly, he cools everything off. And Fran's like, what? Uh, You were friends for four years. You got to second base, and then he dumped you. And she goes, well, not exactly. (laughs) First he had me redecorate a room in his house and then he dumped me and France suddenly got like this look of horror on her face where she's clearly convinced that like Mr. Sheffield is pulling all the same stunts and like this means that she's about to get dumped, which is like kind of absurd, right? Like,
1: but I mean- Didn't he already establish, I was so confused by this. Did they not have sex in France- no, 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 They never had sex. The only time, the I only occasion The implication time- was that they like spent a night together in France and then come back from that. You know, and no, he to her. don't you re- so remember? They, don't, they have never actually had sex. I don't know why in my mind I thought they like fooled no, around No, no, no.
0: So the thing is, in France, they have this really great night together, and he actually says, like, I'm here in Paris with a beautiful women, woman. Let's go take advantage of it. And then we literally quick cut to them on a plane going home because he has, again, right. had cold feet. And she's like, well, I guess you're right. It was better that we race home to the children. And then there's like the plane almost goes down and that's when he says, right, I love you.
1: Right, right. But yeah, I guess we don't ever like do it. Well, there is that one
0: episode a few seasons back where – they are drunk and like fall into bed. She, she's drunk and falls into bed and they wake up in each other's arms and they're not sure what happened. And they are at that end like, well, we obviously didn't do it. And she's like, because I always, it, my ears itch after. And he was like, and I always like sing this one particular song after. And then as they go their separate ways, she like itches right. her ear and he's humming the song. So, so it's a very ambiguous, but like they weren't even like conscious for it if it happened. But basically, yeah, we established that Sheila had a very similar like relationship trajectory as yeah. it seems that Fran and Mr. Sheffield had. so Mr so Fran kind of goes from zero to sixty in this scene, and she's literally like, "Oh my god, Sheila i'm I'm confident that's what's gonna happen to me." And she's like, Mr. Sheffield did this this and this, just like, Mitch, I'm about to get dumped so much so that um <laughs> Fran takes his favorite teapot and smashes it on the floor and goes, oops. And then Sheila goes, Fran, how could you do that? When this designer vase is so much more expensive and then she picks up another vase and smashes it. And then Jetta comes in excitedly waving her ring finger around saying that she's engaged, but she has two rings because the 89 year old who proposed to her forgot that he got her the first. And then she, this was a really dirty joke. She then wanders out of the room. She wanders out of the room and then Fran goes, oh, what does she have that we don't? And then Sheila goes, removable teeth.
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, damn. But, you know, yes, we, we've established that Fran is like convinced she's getting dumped and um, and she hates men. And so does Sheila. And yes. then we have this quick scene where Brayton is in Niles' room helping him do sit-ups. And then he basically bails when he gets a little too inconvenient and goes to complain to his dad. And Mr. Sheffield's like, son, we need to show compassion. Like this man just had a heart attack. And then Gracie walks by and is like, hey, daddy. And then Mr. Sheffield literally screams, why did you just say that? Now he knows I'm out here. <laughs> also, <laughs> like
1: also, one of Brighton's complaints about not wanting to help Niles is that <laughs> is that Niles is wearing really short exercise shorts and Brighton is very upset because he can see his testicles (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was so funny he's like dad he's wearing really really short shorts and every time he lays down I can like (laughs) See <laughs> <Yes. laughs> stuff. So he sees Niles' old balls. <laughs> oh. oh god, you Oh, um, that got oh. me that got me so much. I don't know why <laughs> that one just really delighted me. <laughs> That's so gross.
0: Um <laughs> so pathetic. <laughs> but so well then the next scene, Franz now in the like partially redone living room and it, kitchen. It's hideous. Yes, kitchen. Right, kitchen, kitchen. Yeah. It's hideous. There's clamshell wallpaper. There's antlers. There's lovebirds. Like they I have this France, table
1: like- that is like a glass top table, and then the bottom part of the table is just hundreds of antlers intertwined. It's, it's so-, so ugly. It looks like <laughs> you know what it look? It reminded me of Gaston's bar in Beauty and the Beast cartoon, where they like oh, go back, and he's like, "I have antlers on everything," and it's just like, huh? <laughs> reminded- well. Yeah.
0: And then um, Fran is basically unloading all her anxieties on Val. And she's like, he's not going to dump you. You and Sheila don't lead parallel lives, Fran. And then there's a beat. and She goes, does Sheila still have that stupid best friend? <laughs> 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 and it's like, And then Fran has this look of horror on her face like, oh, my God, we are leading parallel lives. But then and then Val looks around the room and she goes, meanwhile, this kitchen is looking great. But where is the aphrodisiac effect? At which point Cece walks in and she sort of like takes it all in because it's just like sort of visual like just dis- like just visual like vomit. Right. Yeah. But then this sexy saxophone music starts to play and you're like almost like something's like taken like like it's affecting her. And then yeah. Niles walks in like on his way to the gym and she looks him up and down and she just goes, huh, that workout routine is paying off big time, mister. <laughs> like, she just, she just like unabashedly was like, hubba humba, you're looking good. Yeah. And then he sort of at first looks confused that she would say that, but then he looks around at like the decor and then the saxophone music plays again. And he goes, pick you up at eight, wear something. And then she goes, velcro. And he like kisses at her and walks out. So it's just like, we've just established that this hideous decor, like, actually does work
1: (laughs) yeah but only on dum-dums that's i think that's the bit right is it's like of course it only works on these two idiots it just makes them (laughs) horny (laughs) it was a very silly beat though it did make me laugh Um,
0: and then the phone rings and it is sheila and she's basically like fran guess what i got back together with mitch and fran's face like lights up because in her mind she's like we lead parallel lives so like this means i'm not gonna like be dumped by mr sheffield and then
1: which we sheila again is, clarify was never on the table
0: yes it was this all was in friends
1: this is all in Fran's mind he was never gonna pick up with her he just wanted to okay. all
0: you know yes I, I i think like maybe even though this is like an incredibly absurd like version of this like a metaphor might be like let's say like you just moved in with like your partner or whatever and someone else, like your other a girlfriend's like, oh, well, that's when like Jerry dumped, you know, that's when we started Mm, having problems and that's when he dumped me. And then you get it in your head and you're like, or like, oh my God, I I need to like not wear sweatpants around the house. I need to always look good. Like if I don't do that, like that's I'm gonna have that trajectory. So it's like I think those anxieties are real. Where like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm not gonna do that thing that other people do because that's when they say like problems start. So, like, I I, this, like, kind of, like, mirrors certain real-world problems, but this was just so absurd and heightened.
1: It's so silly, yeah.
0: So, Sheila has called, and she's like, we're back together. And so Fran's really happy. (laughs) But then Sheila goes, and guess what? It turns out the only reason he dumped me is he says that my decor makes him nauseous. So it was actually her redecorating yes. the room in his house that led to the breakup. So then Fran looks around this like hideous room and starts to panic and like this guy, like a mover comes in with more chairs. So she's like, "Out! Oh, get out. Take it all back." <laughs> and we then cut to a few days later and Fran is sitting in what is now a brand new kitchen completely like devoid of Sheila's influence, which I have to say I didn't love, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be nice. I was like, The this new is kitchen
1: com- set? You weren't into it, was- it?
0: No, I thought it was
1: like completely like discordant with the rest of the house. Agreed. I-, I like the set as its own thing. And obviously they got season five money and we're like, let's redo one of these sets. Cause we spend a lot of time in them and we always see the same room. Um, but I agree. It felt like it, It felt like a remodel, but like a remodel for a different house. Cause like you, you think about what the rest of that house looks like. And then you walk into this very cuddle, like suddenly very colorful kitchen and it feels like another home. Not like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah.
0: It's a lot uh, of like yeah. corals and rouges and, yeah. and a little more, and like, much more modern. And the house
1: it is. itself is just like very white and like sterile kind of, I mean, maybe that's the point is like, this is what, like, I, I think what they were going for is the idea of like, well, this is the color that, this is like the physical interpretation of the color that Fran brings to their lives. And so like- yeah. This is the first room she's touched, but, like, theoretically, like, this is, like, her whole house would be, like, colorful and slightly more vibrant and slightly more alive than, like, the sort of you know, sterile environment, like a sterile sort of rich environment that like Mr. Sheffield has always kind of preferred. Or, mm, or I love that. I love that interpretation. Yes. I think that's spot on probably. I, I think that's why it is the way it is. And it feels so discordant, but I think that's kind of by design. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, like this kitchen does feel very Fran. It does feel like if you, if you cut to, Oh, Fran's, you know, if she didn't live with them and you cut to Fran's apartment. And this was the kitchen. I would be like, oh yeah, that makes sense to me. So I I kind of see what they were trying to do. And maybe it'll make more sense as the season goes on. If they like renovate other rooms or whatever.
0: Yeah. It it was very warm and very loud. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, And then uh, Mr. Sheffield comes downstairs and, oh, I guess we, I should say that Fran and Sylvia are in the kitchen um, and Sylvia is there a lot these days. But uh, Mr. Sheffield then comes downstairs and he's like, ah, oh, Miss Fine, you know, this, this, like, I love what you did with this room. The kitchen's like officially my favorite room of the house. And then he looks at her and he goes, I should do you in the dining room next. And he goes, I mean, I mean, I should have you do the dining room next. And she kind of smiles flirtatiously. And Sylvia, like, picks up her coffee mug and, like, tiptoes out to give them some alone time. And they're, like, just about to kiss. <laughs> and Sylvia comes back in and goes, she to to t- take a plate of cake because she goes. I still have half a cup of coffee left, and I just went. That is so relatable that like she can't drink this coffee without her cake because it's yeah. just like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. The, yeah, you can't. You gotta have that little sweet. You gotta have the sweet with the with the bitter, or it's just yeah. it doesn't work. And then um, then she like tiptoes out again, and then they're about, and then you know, uh, Fran's response to the whole like, oh you know, maybe you should decorate the dining room is, Ooh, are you sure? Like want to take it to like even the next level, like kind of the joke being that like with every, every room, it's like, we're getting more serious. Yes. And then <laughs> when they're about to kiss it one more time, Sylvia walks back in now with tons of those fabric swatches that Fran had bought. And she goes, you're not going to need these with the new motif. And she's like <laughs> out the door with more stuff. Uh, and It was, it was just like, that was the episode. And it's, you know, I actually, yeah, I, again, when I take a step back from this episode, while the actual events that happened literally were very absurd and I don't think anyone would actually be like, oh my gosh, like he's going to dump me if I don't do a good job, job decorating. Again, I think, there's a lot of new relationship anxiety and a lot of people being like, I'm going to do this right. I'm not like, Oh, I've heard that. um, Sometimes people are too clingy, so I'm not going to do that, you know? And you know, Oh, you know, so-and-so told me that this is really like when the beginning of the end. So I'm going to avoid that. And like, everyone kind of does those slightly like uh, I would say like anxious things. Right.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's fair. Um, but this was a very solid first episode back, as far as season premieres go. I, I liked it. I, I mean, I thought it was a good episode. You know, Roseanne was the weakest link here, but she even managed to get some really good lines in. And like, we got a lot of the rest of the cast this episode, which I was really happy about. Like, the kids were there, Cece was there, Niles was there, Sylvia. We even got Yetta. Like, it was it was a good episode. I liked it overall.
0: Um, and then, well, I guess I I guess like you said, I would I would like. To know why Mr. Sheffield is slowing it down, but it almost seems like he's just being a little bit like stereotypically male at this point, which is just like, just let's, let's, let's get married in like a year.
1: But like, there's no real point to any there's of it. There's no real point. No. And maybe that'll get further defined in the season. But I, having seen episode two, I'm not, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just going to go with, he just is uh, nervous to get remarried, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And that was um, an episode. Yeah, he'd
0: rather just spend hundreds of thousands of dollars redecorating the house than a little bit on a wedding.
1: Yes, (laughs) and speaking of which, we got a new kitchen set. It's a new season. You know what that means, Toria? (gasps) I bet I do. That's right. It's time for Segments with an all-new Segments theme. And now, Segments. So,
0: segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I To say, we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. Wow. Okay, yep. listeners. I did it. Uh, I, I was about to say, tell us what you think, but only tell us if you like it, because it takes Sean a lot of time to make those so. <laughs>
1: Sean is uh, fragile. No, honestly, yeah. tell us what you think. If you hate it, uh, we'll just revert to one of the old ones. I don't throw them away. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Maybe, maybe we could be like,
1: did you like – do you want to go to the OG for a while? Uh, well, That's what I was going to do for the final season. I was going to revert us back uh, to the original um, theme. I was going to bring everything back to where it started. Um, yeah. Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. That was our original theme, right?
1: Yeah, the Simpsons uh, thing.
0: Yeah. Well, All right, um, so lines favorite among, lines – yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the, ooh, Miss Cocky Comedian. And I loved when she goes, when Sylvia goes, I raised you to be a pointer, not a schlepper. <laughs> uh, I actually, saw, I realized I said all my favorite lines. And then I loved when Cousin Sheila was like, well, I could have left him. And then she's like, but I wasn't going to stay with someone who dumped me.
1: <laughs> <It's> um, just- <laughs> they, uh, There was a couple that we, I, I said a lot of my favorites too. There were I think there's only two that we didn't get. One of them is when Sheila is describing like, you know, Oh, he had me redo the kitchen and he had me do all this stuff for him. And then at some, I forget the lead in, but Sheila basically goes, you know, and he wanted me to get all this work done to my body and like, you know, to really change who I was. And then he broke up with me. And then, um, Fran goes, well, it's a good thing you didn't get all that work done. And, Wrote, Sheila clearly acts offended, like, Yo, I did get that work done. And then there's this long pause, and then Fran goes, By a quack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I just thought was, It's a good thing you didn't get all the work done uh, by a quack. It, like, yep. it's yep. such a yep. good like, patch, you know, save, save yourself. Um, yeah. Yep. I think it's in that same scene. There's a very funny line where Fran. You know Sheila is describing like you know oh we dated for four years and I pushed and pushed him to like you know make it more serious and Fran is trying to sort of say like well we're not the same like and then Fran goes as God is my witness I have never pushed Mister Sheffield and as she says it she looks up at the sky and like shrinks back like oh no I'm gonna get struck dead because I just said God is my witness <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> she like knows it's a lie. Knows it's a lie. I loved that. I thought that was very funny. And I, I think that was, you know, I, I think we called out the I ravaged her. He was like a gentle little lamb, really got me. Um, mm-hmm. and the and the refrigerator in the bedroom, uh Sylvia line also.
0: Yeah. And I did love the silliness of the decorating actually working on Niles and Cece.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um good payoff.
0: And uh in terms of Yiddish, we got Schlap, which mm-hmm. you, you know, Schlapper versus pointer and for nanny trivia. Okay. So we actually haven't talked about it in this episode yet, but did you notice that Lauren Lane is clearly pregnant? Right. Oh, really? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you can oh. tell like they are kind of masking a pregnancy, which makes oh, sense. Cause I, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty, yeah. This is the season where both she and Val will end up masking pregnancies.
1: Oh wow, no I I just <laughs> I literally went. Oh, she got a little fat between seasons. That's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like like Romeo and Michelle, it's like at least we didn't get fat and it's like we're pregnant, you moron.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's literally yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, no no no. She they're definitely um so with Lauren Lane, they are doing the thing where they, you know, have big blazers and baggier clothes um and uh apparently it's really interesting. They, you know, in a lot of, um, say they kind of try to hide the stomach area, like with pillows and they do all this creative stuff. And apparently I, I I've read that they just like, didn't even try. They were just like, whatever. We're just going to like, ignore the elephant. <laughs> well, that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> I was going to say ignore the elephant. <laughs> we are like, we're just kind of gonna like operate as if she's not pregnant, but we're not going to like obsess about hiding it. Okay. Um, but so I, it made me kind of just do a little more Lauren Lane deep dive, which we've done in the past, but yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder what she's up to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, she, she um, yep. Yeah, yeah, She's so good. And she's just getting funnier and funnier. The way she said, it's paying off big time, mister, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but so um, I saw that she appeared on Fran Drescher's talk show, uh, The you know, because Fran Drescher had one, you know, about, you know, 10 years or more after the nanny ended. And um, she came on as a guest and Fran was talking to her and Fran brought up. She was like, so, you know, after the, the nanny ended, you know, you were you had been on this big sitcom um, and then you just just kind of decided to pack it up and move to Austin, to Texas, from, you know, Austin, Mm. Texas, where you're from. Like, you know, can you explain a little why you made that move? And Lauren Lane was like, and by the way, I should say like, this isn't really trivia as much as just like interesting background about like actors that we love. But Lauren Lane was like, you know, I was 40 years old when the show ended and I had a four-year-old and I had to really decide like, if I wanted to basically like stick it out in Hollywood as a 40-year-old actress and like, take time away from raising Uh, my kid, you know, like, but because it's like, yeah. And she was like, and so I'm from Texas. And so I I moved back to Austin, like to really kind of focus more on like work-life balance and like, you know, I I think she didn't say it explicitly, but you almost get the sense that maybe she was like, yeah, like it's, it's only going to get like more impossible from here on out. And I already had this like great experience. So like now let me focus on my kid. Right. And so she goes back to Austin and She eventually started teaching like, you know, at the university and like, you know, is on faculty in like the dramatic arts program. And Fran was like, well, you know, I remember like my teacher, my, my, one of my first acting teachers in high school said that I'd never get work because of my voice. And they both kind of laugh. And Lauren Lane was like oh, you know, I was basically told the same thing. Like, I don't know if it was specifically because of her voice because she does have this, like, very, like, actory theatrical voice, like, in real life. Um, But she was like, I was basically told the same thing. You know, like, I I wouldn't make it for X, Y, Z reason. And she's like, so my philosophy as an acting teacher is, I'm, I, I'm super nurturing. Like, it's not my job to tell people like, you're never going to make it. She's like, cause the reality is like, you never know. Like both of us were working actors and we were told we wouldn't make it for some random reason. And she's like, and you never know. Like some people have like really obvious gifts right away. And some people like it takes nurturing to unlock. So like, I, I would so much rather be like, really supportive because I feel like that's when people actually like feel safe enough to sort of like really grow and explore in these environments. Cause I, you know, it, it is true. There are some teachers who like, especially in the dramatic arts and like who, who are like next, nope, like right. not gonna, and it's, it's like, it sounds like a cliche, but it like, it is, a, I think it might actually be a technique that they're using to try to like elevate their, uh, students performances and like you know think they're getting something you know mm-hmm. by putting their students through pain and it like is a technique but she was basically like no like that's super not my the way that I choose to teach uh, acting and then she also said that she had recently done a play with Daniel Davies in Texas which was and it had been like 11 years since the nanny
1: so um, Fran or the CC or who whomever
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You go first. Okay. Niles. I have, uh, uh, I'm, I, I feel like Niles is, uh, struggle with staying healthy is very relatable to me. And I also think that (laughs) Niles, Niles, like, desire to drag out his recovery as much as possible to just milk it was also very relatable to me Um, (laughs) more so than like any of the will they won't they stuff or you know like I I never really had like I never really had relationships like Fran and Mr. Sheffield have like it was Mm -hmm. you know either either I was into a girl and she liked me back or I was into a girl and she didn't like me back and that was sort of it i never like did this dance of like we both like each other but neither one of us can say it so that stuff Mm -hmm. is kind of hard for me to relate to sometimes um
0: i i agree for similar reasons i felt like the niles but i also felt like the niles in that i i have a terrible trait of uh it's so manipulative it's like if i'm a little sick or something and then someone's like Oh, like, do you can you help me take out the trash? I'm like, oh, but I'm still kind of sick. But then if someone was like, Oh, do you want to come to this movie? I'm like, oh, awesome. And I can like jump up and like go do it. Like it's very, it's very dependent on like, like I think it's also psychosomatic. Like I will feel sicker if someone is making me do something I don't really want to do. But if mm-hmm. then someone is suggesting something fun, I'm suddenly like, I'm not that sick. I'm fine. No, no, let's
1: go. Let's go to that thing. <laughs> that sounds about right yeah uh and that was that was an episode guys uh we're, we're as always so thrilled that everyone is sticking along with us on this journey uh we we are even building as we go and new people seem to kind of find this podcast all the time which is super cool so if you're brand new welcome if you're an old head uh welcome back uh, you can find us on social media at ohmrchefpod, on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us, which no one has ever done still to this day, at ohmrcheffieldpodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Tell us what you think for the season, if you're excited for what's coming up. Um, and we will be back next week with another episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: The Flushing Girl from Flushing. Oh, Mr. Sheffield, uh, 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 Miss Vine.